Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. Aisha! I'm so stoked, so stoked. I mean that from the bottom of my heart to have you. Um, so for those of you all who don't know Aisha, and you will have a chance to hear from her, I have been watching her in her world, if you will, from a distance for years, far before we ever connected. And we connected now probably about four or five years ago, I guess, in person. Actually, it's been longer than that, really. Because I can- we met, I think, in person at Spark and Hustle. Oh, God, that's been a long time ago. It's been a lot longer. You're okay. absolutely right. <laughs> so it's been a long time. And I'm so grateful that now we live in the same city. We have a little more opportunity to connect more frequently. And I have an opportunity to bring her to you all. And Aisha, although, you know, they'll hear your formal bio and everything. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what's something about you that you want us to know that's not in your bio? Something that's not in my bio is that I never really considered myself to be an entrepreneur. I mean, I think about some people and even some of my clients, I think about some of my family members that you can tell that they're just naturally wired. Like I think about my nephew who, when he was like four or five, he was drawing pictures and selling them to us for a quarter. Just some people are just natural entrepreneurs. That wasn't me. That was not me. My my education is in broadcast journalism. So that was the path that I was on, you know, going into media and then realized I didn't want to do that. And so I ended up going into corporate for years. But it took me realizing that the vision that I had for my life didn't exist in a job description and I had to go build it. And so that was a big step to just say, okay, let's let's figure this thing out. And it hasn't been the smoothest journey at all times, but 11 years later, I'm still here. Oh my God, you are absolutely, it's not a smooth journey, but it's a worthy journey. And we're so grateful that you chose it because <laughs> we get a chance to see you in all of your glory, all of I be- what I believe God has put on the inside of you being able to be led to the world for them to be able to, to grow and excel. So thank you for saying yes to that call because the one thing I do remember about you is I remember that you were working a full-time job and you were running a business and doing it masterfully, at least from the outside looking in, it looked like, and then stepping into um, your, you know, your role as an entrepreneur. Uh, What was that like for you? I'll tell you. So when, when you saw me and I was working, that was me going back to work. 
So I had been on my own for five years, not working for anybody, and then had to make the very difficult decision to go back and get a job. Okay. And I, you know, put myself on the clock and was like, okay, here's the the number and recurring revenue that you need to hit. Mm-hmm. And if you don't hit it in the next 30 days, you need to go get a job. Wow. And I didn't hit it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I mean, I had done everything that I knew to do, but at that point, and I think that's, that's one thing too, with entrepreneurship, you know, sometimes it can be like, well, you've just got to be willing to lose everything and, and try anything and never give up. But sometimes no matter how hard you work, Right. What you're doing just isn't the right strategy. Right, right. And if right. that's the case, okay, take a step back and regroup. And in my case, because I'm single, nobody else is bringing in income in my household. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work for me, I don't eat and I don't have a roof <laughs> over my head. And yes. that literally happened at one point. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, this I'm trying it. It's not working. This isn't me being lazy. This isn't me procrastinating. This The strategy that I have isn't working so let me go. Let them give me this paycheck every two weeks. Yes, yes. It out. And it ended up being a really good time for me because number one, I got to just rest because when you're going through and trying to figure things out and there's financial pressures, it is so taxing. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, it can really make us do desperate things. And people can smell desperation a mile, a mile away. away. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to be operating like that. So it was good to just be able to go back, regroup. I still had mental capacity to be able to devote to serving clients and figuring things out. But it let me go back to what was that original vision that I had and, and how do I then build the business that's going to get me there. And I, even though I was enjoying what I was doing before that, it didn't have me on that path. So I'm glad that I was forced to step back and do things differently. But I, I love the fact that you actually created a strategy around that. And it wasn't an act of, oh my God, it's not working. I got to go away. It was like, I gave myself this time. I did everything I needed to do. And this is the next step. And then setting yourself up to be able to enter back into the world of entrepreneurship on your terms. And I, I can totally appreciate that. And, and I love that because I think that as entrepreneurs, as a community, I think we tend to almost shame people for feeling as though they need to go back and get a paycheck. And you're like, right. It's like, if you can't feed your family, you can't keep a roof over your head. You are um, not seeing the results that you really need to be seeing in order to live a fruitful life. I think that there needs to be a, a plan in place. And that plan might include going back to work and there's no shame in that. Right. Right. That's okay. right. So, and I remember at the time thinking to myself, okay, I've helped so many other people successfully transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. And I've helped so many other clients to do well. What are they going to think of me? Yes. I have to go back to work. And I remember, you know, hearing God say, who cares what they think? And this is going to actually strengthen somebody else when, you know, it'll give them the courage they need to make decisions that they need to make. I love that. I love that. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's it's a smart decision when the when it necessitates it. It's like do what what's necessary for you, you know. Forget the world's voices at that time because the the world could keep you hungry, <laughs> right? In my own bed, eat my own food, you know. <laughs> 
I kind of like, kind of like living in a house, you know, an apartment, whatever. So, so, you know, I believe um, that for most people, when it comes to, you know, we're talking about networking and sales and being present and being visible and all of those things. And you do such a phenomenal job of all of those things. But I believe that for many people, it's less about competence and more about confidence, right? So I know for myself, just getting on a live video is a whole ordeal. It's, you know what I mean? I have to talk myself into it. It's, it's a whole thing for many people. And there's more people who just won't do it at all. So tell me about your confidence story. Have you always been who we see you as today? Or have you had to go on a journey to get to this place of confidence that we see when we see Aisha? Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that you said that I I teach this, I believe in it, the, the connection between confidence and confidence and the fact that, yes, there are people, here's, here's the really ugly reality of it. There are a lot of people who are not competent, mm-hmm. but are very confident. True, true that, true that. <laughs> and they go out there and they fake it and they take people's money and then they don't deliver. And then there are people out there that are great at what they do and they don't have the confidence. And so as a result, people don't trust us. And I think a, a great example of that that showed up in my life was my senior year of high school. And I remember being in an AP English class and my fellow classmates were trying to figure out who was in the top 10. It's like, okay, we know uh, Nick is, is the valedictorian. I think Carrie's the salutatorian. You know, they're going back and forth trying to, they, they thought they had, you know, figured it out, but it's like, but who, who's number six? Who's number six? Aisha, are you number six? And I just like burst into hysterical laughter because my cumulative GPA was a 2.98. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether you think that's good or bad is, yeah. is in but it definitely does not have you in the top 10 right. of graduating class unless there are only 10 people graduating. <laughs> Got that, yes. But it was so funny to me that everybody around me thought yes. I had this amazing GPA. Yes. I was voted with the, the valedictorian. We were voted most likely to succeed. So that was how everybody else saw me. Because, yeah, that was that was how I saw myself. Mm. And there I'm not going to say I, that there aren't things that have challenged that. Uh, I think back to even when I was in elementary school, like I, I've always dealt with weight. I'm not going to say struggled with weight. I've always right. dealt with weight. I've right. never been a size two, size three, never. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, you know, in fifth grade or so. And one of my friends telling me, Oh, you'd be so pretty if you lost weight. Oh my God. And I remember at first thing was like, what do you mean? I'm pretty now. Yeah. But then I went home and I'm hearing that. I'm hearing, I mean, here, you know, all these years later, I still remember it. And so then it caused me to question myself, am I not pretty because I'm I'm overweight? Is that true? And so it's I think it's a constant struggle for us to be able to hold firm to what we believe about ourselves, that's positive. Because we're always going to be people and things that will challenge that. Yes. But you've got to be able to say, okay, they said that. That's not true. I'm letting that go. Because if you let it take root, boy, it's it's a lot harder to fight it off. Yeah. You know, I think that we spend more time uprooting 
the seeds of people who've planted, you know, those negative things in us than in many cases really working on who we really are. And I'm so glad you shared that story because I know that there are people who probably don't even realize when that seed was planted, why they're struggling, why they're, you know, really dealing with confidence issues. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, the the next thing I was going to ask you is, who do you believe you've had to become in order to do what you do. And it kind of feels like that feeds into it a little bit. What would you say about that? I think I had to really become a servant. Mm. Ooh, that's good. Most of us, our natural inclination is to want to prove our capabilities. Yeah. To make people happy. I don't think I'm a, a people pleaser, but I definitely am one of those that is like, look, Here's my credibility. You're going to respect who I am. Right, right. Look, I I mean, I remember being in corporate this last job where I was working at a much smaller company in a much smaller role than I had in the previous company. And when somebody would, you know, challenge me on something, and I'm thinking to myself, look, this is not my first rodeo. And in uh-huh. fact, I at a much bigger company than this. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so that's, that is kind of my default. Like, you know, do you know who, do you know what I know? I'm smart. You know? <laughs> but I had to step back from that because I'm like, wait a minute, that's my ego. Mm. That is my ego. Step back, let them think what they want to think. Let me just show up and deliver. And so even when it comes down to the people that I serve, instead of spending time trying to impress them now with how much I know or how much I've done, now it's okay, let me just show up and be what they need me to be right now. And when we let go of that, because on the flip side of that, if you struggle feeling like I don't know enough, Or what if I take on this client and they don't get the results that they thought they were going to get? Is that my fault? Do I own that? Does that mean I'm not good at what I do? And so, or if you're speaking, what if I get on this stage and people don't, aren't impressed with me? What if they don't like what I said? And so we start owning all this stuff and we make it about us. Yes. But when we let go of that and just show up and just be a servant and realize it's not about you. Like that, all that pressure is just, it's gone. <laughs> it is gone. So, so let's just, let's just stop. Okay. Let's just take a moment here because what you just said is potentially life-changing for someone. Because if, 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 if we will take in the fact that our goal is not to impress them, it is to serve them because when I think about, you know, training in a place of networking and helping people to be able to just be authentically who they are, we get stuck when we walk into a room and our main goal is to do this. Hi, my name is, I do this, I can help you, I can change you, you know, and our whole thing is if I can impress you, if I can say enough words to get you to love me, <laughs> then you're going to buy my stuff. And if we would flip that and do exactly what you just said, show up, be who you are, be in a position of servanthood, be willing to let them basically show you what they have need of, it changes the game. And so for those of you all who are listening to this, I should just change your life. And if you will just drink that in, everything can change for you, right? So thank you for sharing that. That is a power tool. That's a power tool right there. Um, I should tell me what connections 
have served as the biggest roles, you know, have really played the biggest role in your life? Who in your life has been like that person or those people who've been game changers for you? I tell you, ironically, it was a lot of my colleagues from my first corporate job that I got laid off from during the recession in 2009. And it was, was that you know, role that I was in that company I was working for at the time where I'm like, okay, this isn't who I want to be when I grow up. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, in the midst of even knowing I didn't want to be in, be there, I came up, came there every day. I showed up, I did the best that I could. And when I left, even though I got laid off, I still did everything that I could to leave everybody in a good place. And as a result of that, when I started my own business, I got a lot of referrals I had coworkers that became my clients. Wow. Uh, the company ended up becoming one of my, my clients. I went back and did training there in a number of different places over the course of years. And I think to myself, well, if I had just come to work sour and salty every day, feeling like I don't want to be here, yeah. that would have been the case. And I thought I was going to have a really hard time being able to transition from okay, this is Aisha, the corporate spokesperson or, you know, the public affairs person, how people saw me in, in that community to, okay, now this is Aisha, the coach, the consultant, the, you know, all these other things. And it really didn't take a whole lot because at the end of the day, people trusted me yeah. and they believed that, okay, if you say you can do this, I've seen you do well in other areas. So you must be able to do this too. And they trusted me. And so that, that was a game changer. And I tell you, I, 11 years later, I still have opportunities that come from that network of people. Wow. So you created, just by your behavior and the way that you showed up, you created trust. You made yourself trustworthy by the way that you operated. And that's so important. And I, I don't know that people always think about their future when they're in the presence of certain things and the way they're feeling about certain things. So that is huge. It's, it's huge. Um, how, would you, how would you sum up your, your journey? If you had to give me one word to say, this is how I've arrived to where I am right now, what would that one word be? If I had one word to sum up my journey, it would be purpose. Mm. Okay, I'm going to need you to expand on that. I know I said one word, but I want to hear why that word is important to you. The f- I knew my purpose. I didn't fully understand it, but I started to get pieces of my purpose at a very early age. So from being able to see this vision of, okay, this is what your life is going to look like. And so then as I progressed through life, if it didn't look like that, or if I didn't feel like I was on any track to lead me there, then I knew, okay, wait a minute, I'm doing something wrong here. Let me step back and figure out how to get back in alignment. And so that has been the case for me every step of the way. I have certainly gotten off track time and time again, forgotten what what I was supposed to be doing. I mean, even if I think back to becoming a journalist, the reason that I was interested in that to begin with is I wanted to create platforms for people to be able to shine a light on people who were doing good work. That was what drew me to media. But at the time, I mean, we're talking 30 years ago, there was no social media, there was no YouTube, there was no self-publishing, all the things that we can do now to get a message out there. We didn't have any of that. You had media, traditional media, newspaper, television, 
that was it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I went down that road. But but then when I realized, hey, I don't want to be a journalist anymore, I forgot why. Uh, And so it took me years to reconnect to that purpose. But once I did, then that's where my business, things started to fall in alignment again. So as I look at my life just over the course of it, every time I've gotten off track, when I reconnect to my purpose, then I'm okay. If I get discouraged when I reconnect in my purpose, I keep going. So that that has been the thing that has has just really been the the guiding force throughout my journey. I mean, I got pregnant at, at a week before my 18th birthday. I graduated from college with a five year old. Yeah. So I'm not supposed to be here doing what I'm doing, but because I knew my purpose, I knew I wasn't supposed to stay on welfare. I knew I wasn't supposed to keep working this minimum wage job with no benefits. That was not who I was supposed to be. And so that has allowed me to just keep picking myself up and dusting myself off and and trying again. Oh my God, that is so good. I'm so glad that you expounded on that. Because the, the phrase that was coming to mind as you were speaking is something you just said, that guiding post, that thing that kind of brings you back to that center to remember, okay, this sucks. It's hard. I don't know how I'm going to get past this, but I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep moving forward. Man, if I was just doing this for me because I wanted somebody to look at me or think I was special, oh, I would have quit nine years ago. <laughs> Started 11 I would have quit nine years ago. But knowing that it's bigger than me, knowing that there are people that I'm called to serve that are going to make a big impact in the world and I'm going to be using that process, I can't quit. Right. I can't. Right. I was, I was doing actually an interview myself earlier this morning, and that was the thing. I got so emotional because, you know, the interviewer asked me, you know, why do I continue to move forward? In a nutshell, why do I continue to move forward? And my answer was, I literally can see the people. I can see the people who I've helped already, you know, who God has allowed me to help. But there was a, I don't remember if it was a book I read or I heard it on a podcast, but I heard this phrase and it has stuck with me forever. And it was that there are people who you've not yet met who are depending on you. And that was so powerful. And it's like, though those faces may be blank in my mind right now, I know that I have to get to them. I know that I have to continue. So even when I did kind of like you go back into the workplace, cause I had to for a short stint, it was what drew me back to that place. So purpose is a powerful word. And I'm so, so grateful that, that you shared that. And I think that if, again, if people will really take that in, it's like, when it gets tough, you got to remember, why, what are you doing this for? Who are you doing this for? I would even say, put pictures on your on your vision board of actual people that you know you're called to serve. Um, so, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> so what would you say, because I know, you know, similar to me, you've grown a large network. You've been very... Um, visible people have grown to appreciate and respect the work that you do. What has been your networking secret? What's the thing that allows you to make the types of connections that you've made over your career? So until recently, I would say I kind of sucked at networking. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that honesty. (laughs) By nature of what I do, people would connect 
And if you reach out, I, you know, I'm, I'll connect back. You ask me a question, I'll answer it. You ask, you know, I'll, I'll show up for you. But I hadn't done a good job of really getting to know the people around me. So if I look at even just LinkedIn, so more than 5,000 connections on LinkedIn, and I'm thinking to myself, but how many of these people do I really know? Yes, yes. Like maybe 100, 200. Mm-hmm. How many, if somebody asked me, what does this person do? Could I effectively articulate it? If I knew somebody that needed them, could I mentally make that connection? And when I realized the answer was no, I knew I had to to do something different. But at the same time, I didn't want to do what I saw some people doing in that they were just always out. You see them at every single event and they say, well, I've got to get out and I've got to network. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you run your business? Right. Like, when, when are you making time to do that? If you're at every Yes, every event. Yes. I, I, didn't, I couldn't understand it. So I knew I had to find a balance. So for me, it was, okay, I'm going to literally measure this thing out. I'm going to go to one networking event a, bit a week, but let me make sure I get to know the people that I'm already connected to. Because it may not be that I need to get to know new people. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing, I call them experts roundtables. And I just, I'll send out an invitation, like pick 50 people that I'm connected to that I want to get to know once a month. And I send, you know, pick a a list of dates. I typically do one of them a week and send it out. Say, Hey, this is what this is. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want to talk about what we do, get to know you, expand your network because there are, are up to three other people that are on, on the call. And that's what I do. So then I know in a month's time, I'm going to actually get to know up to 12 new people because I'm skipping to spend 90 minutes with them and they're getting to know other people too. So that has been a game changer for me, an absolute game changer. That is a networking secret, people. <laughs> that is exactly, and I love it. And I've been a member of one of your roundtables, which was fantastic. And I told you I'm still in that idea. I, I told you I'm going to do it. Yeah, look. I, I, it's been so powerful for me. Powerful for me. Look, I'm not trying to just hold on to it. Do it because everybody benefits from it. The people that that need you and are going to connect to those people, it's it's powerful. I'm I'm glad I started it. I'm sure there were probably people doing it before I did and calling it something else. But use it if you think it'll work for you. And so the funny thing is, you know, I teach networking. I have a professional networking organization and people always think it odd when I say, don't go to every event. Don't spend all your time networking because people think that they just need to show up here and show up there and there's no intention behind it. So I really can appreciate you saying that and and helping people to understand there is a balance. There is a harmony when it comes to networking and you, I would rather you go deeper than wider. So if I can get to know, like you said, 12, 15 people in a month, having spent some deep time with them, it's so much more valuable than having a stack of 100 business cards of whom you will never get to know those people. And if they saw you at the grocery store, they wouldn't even know who you are after yeah. you've met them once, you know, so it's so valuable. Oh, when I asked for that networking secret, I never would have imagined we'd get such a great gem. And I, I really count it as a valuable power tool. Um, and I hope that people will see that and be able to put it in place as well. Yeah. Um, I add one more thing. So one of the questions that I asked during that session that is so powerful, and, and a lot of people have a hard time answering it, is I asked them, what is your dream opportunity? Yes, yes. And 
asking that question, I know is going to end up being powerful for all of us, whether it's, hey, I know how to help you make that happen today, or if it's three years from now. And I remember, hey, Tish told me this is what she wants to do. And I just met this person who could potentially make that happen. Let me make this connection. So not only knowing what somebody's doing today, but what do they want to do? I love that because I think the biggest gift you can give to a fellow entrepreneur is helping them to make that connection that they are desperately needing and don't necessarily have the power to make on their own. So I think the the question is powerful and that you're willing to help facilitate that. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. And it's a perfect gift for someone. I love that. Absolutely do. Oh my God, is our time is winding up. It's like, this is so good. <laughs> so what would you say, and that may be it, to be honest with you, what you just shared is, is plenty, but if you have anything else you'd like to add, what's one thing that you would share that can help our audience to have either a unstoppable sales, um, confidence, or networking game changer? What's one thing that you would say that whether it's going to affect their sales, help them increase their confidence, or really change the way that they're networking? What's one thing you'd like to add? So I would like to really zero in on confidence. And that is a, a topic I've been drawn to a lot lately. In fact, I just taught a, a two-hour workshop on it a couple weeks ago. And one of the things I want people to realize is you don't have to be perfect to make an impact. Yes, And there are so many people that I see shying away from the things that they want to do or the people that they're called to serve. They won't ask for the sale. They won't even ask because they're thinking to themselves, I don't have all my ducks in a row yet. And you, you don't have to have them all in a row. You don't. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect. I mean, just, just really amplify your authenticity. And be who you are. And if you don't know the answer, admit that. Don't lie. Because when you try to say you know how to do something or they, they ask you, oh, you know, so can you do this for me? And you're thinking in your head, I have no idea how to do that. Don't say yes, unless, unless you have an opportunity to collaborate with somebody where you can bring somebody else in to the table. But if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know how to do this. I just said yes. Now, all of a sudden, you've taped your confidence because you're thinking in the back of your head, they're going to figure out, I don't know what I'm doing. So instead of that, just really stay in your lane. Own that, even in all of the imperfection that you may feel. Oh, my God. That is so good. Because the thing that really stands out to me for that is we tank our own confidence because we say yes to the things we should be saying no to. And then we get into this cycle of beating ourselves up and I can't and I can't and I can't. Whereas if I would have just said, I can't, but I know someone who can, or these are the things I can help you with and I can't do the others. That's powerful, Aisha. It is powerful. Very, very powerful. So will you please tell us, number one, how can people reach you? And if you would also briefly tell us, what is Epiphany Institute? What is the thing that you do for the world so that when they reach out to you, they might be reaching out to you for a specific purpose? So Epiphany Institute is a, our our mission is really helping people to connect their purpose and their passion with their profession. Mm -hmm. Two primary ways that we do that. One is helping experts and coaches and consultants and authors to share their message on bigger platforms so that they can make a bigger impact. So if you know you want to do more speaking, you're thinking about launching a podcast, you want to write a book, 
but you want to make sure you're doing those things strategically and not just being really busy, that's one of the things that we do, help you to really build out strategy around that. And right now it's going to get really noisy online. And so more than ever, you're going to make sure that you have a very firm target on who you are, who you're uniquely gifted to serve and what problem you solve. And so we really help people to tighten that up. The other way that we serve people is, is really creating that support system for, for entrepreneurs. And so I'm the founder of an initiative called Startup Life Support. Uh, I tell people it's kind of like AA for entrepreneurs. <laughs> and so for the past three and a half years, uh, we had just been here based locally in the Phoenix area. But just um, by the time this airs a month, ago, uh, we would have gone national and uh, moved to an online forum. So uh, people can plug in, not have to feel like you're alone, not have to feel like you have to know all the answers, but you can plug into a community of people who genuinely support you and want to see you win and who really get how difficult entrepreneurship can be, but who also understand that it's worth it. I love it. I love it. And someone wants to reach out to you today, where should they go? Uh, LinkedIn is the easiest way to find me. Uh, I'm on other social platforms, but uh, in LinkedIn is, is the best way to find me. Or you can visit our website at uh, epiphanyinstitute.com, which is really long. So just connect with me on LinkedIn. There we go. Well, <laughs> I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your time today. It has been my pleasure to have you. And I know that if people will take all of the jewels that you've given away today, they can see some tremendous progression in their journey. So thank you, Aisha. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic 